0: are coming over tonight You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your Dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group
1: chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zones, the People's Dynasty podcast. And on tonight's show, we are doing a little mock draft action. That's right. We're gonna look back, just like we have the last two weeks. We're gonna look back over the last three classes of quarterbacks and we're gonna mock draft. We're gonna look back to the class of twenty nineteen, the class of twenty twenty, and the class of twenty twenty-one. And I've got three amazing guests for you. I'm gonna introduce those gentlemen in just one second. I want to make sure to let you know that the Dynasty Warzone appreciates all of the support, man. We are over a hundred subs on YouTube. Thank you. And we got two more reviews. I'm going to read a couple of reviews real quick. First one says, fun podcast with a lot of great info. Love mock draft Mondays. That's tonight. Hey, one complaint. For the last month, your mic has been static slash skipping slash robotic like. The previous three weeks were unlistenable. This week, it only happened occasionally, but still it is enough to be annoying. Fix this and I will give you Five stars. That is from Sean D. That's that's Sean, the capital letter letter D, and lots of E's. Sean, I super apologize, man. I went back and listened after I read your review. And I think I've got it narrowed down to a couple of things. So be patient with me. I am going to experiment tonight. I think it could be my mic or it could be my Wi-Fi. So I'm going to find out tonight. So again, please be patient. And I will do my best to make sure we earn that five-star from you. And then the second, a great Dynasty podcast. I highly recommend it. My one criticism, though, is the introductions are too long. Now, come on, Hal. We love you, and we appreciate that review like none other. But I have cut these intros super, super short. So I want to make sure that I continue to honor the request of people like Hal and like Mark a couple of weeks ago who want these intros a little bit shorter. Just to to let you know what's on the horizon tomorrow on the Dynasty Warzone live on YouTube on Tuesday night and in your podcast feed on Wednesday, we will be doing the quarterback staff ranking. So where would we rank quarterbacks 1 through 12 if we were doing a startup? So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. That'll be me and old Jerry. And I want to thank you guys for the reviews again, the support. And I want to make sure I take a minute before I bring them on because once we get going, it's kind of a – kind of a hoot once we get going. So I want to make sure that I give a shout out to my guest tonight. My first guest tonight is going to be G of the Aussie guys. Great dude, uh, great dude, better friend. And I recently popped on his pod with him and his co-host AJ. And if you can find it, I highly recommend it. I think it was one of my personal best podcasts in a while. Uh, I always seem to shine When I'm in a land down under, but a great podcast with two amazing dudes at Aussie Guys NFL. Check them out. Find as soon as I find the podcast link, I will share it here. My next guest tonight is Jordan McNamara at McNamara Dynasty on Twitter. Now, this guy has been an author. Uh, He's written many books. We'll talk about that in the body of the podcast. He has written the analytics of Dynasty. So if you're big into numbers, if you're big into the math, spreadsheets, all of that stuff and how it relates to your Dynasty roster and Dynasty roster construction, Jordan is your dude. Uh, He's also done work with Under the Helmet as well as Dynasty Daily Pods. So we'll let him cover all that in the body of the show. And then our final guest tonight will be returning after a recent visit, I'd say maybe about a month ago. His name is Matt Hicks. Matt can be found on Twitter at the FF underscore educator. He, now, he is the director of fantasy football for the Draft Bible, and you can find that on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible, as well as SI. Yes, that SI. Um, that is at SI now. So that's Sports Illustrated. It's a pretty big deal. And uh, really fortunate to have Jordan back on the show. Really fortunate to have Matt back on the show, and uh, I'd have G back every week if I could figure out a way to make two guys with about a 15-hour time difference between the two of us work. So I'm going to go get these guys. We're going to do a show. Remember, I am doing the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor. That's on Thursday nights for now here on YouTube, and it'll be in your podcast as soon as Tyler from the Dynasty Happy Hour loads it. I know there was one that dropped on Monday the 25th, with my man Chad. So you can check that out and uh, social media one last time at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter, at DWZ Memphis on Twitter. And if you want to follow along on Instagram, my personal account, I'm trying to do a better job of supporting our sponsor, Hate Brand Goods. I rock their shorts nonstop and uh, I'm going to do a better job of posting pictures of me in those shorts. So there you go. How Mark from a couple of re- weeks ago kept the intro nice and tidy for you and I'm gonna go get these guys we're gonna do some mock drafts we're gonna talk young quarterback prospects thanks for tuning in uh, again if you're not on social media dynastywarzone dynasty Warzone at gmail now let's get Matt let's get G let's get Jordan let's get after it thanks guys Jordan this is your annual trip to the war zone man how you been I've been good man how are you Man, we've been doing great, man. It's uh, It's been a busy offseason. We've added about, I don't know, a bajillion shows. And uh, always time to talk rookies. This is my favorite time of the year. The in-season stuff slows down. Uh, we have the Super Bowl left to go, and then we can really get into rookies. This is where I need to have the conversations we're going to have tonight to try to pinpoint this rookie value. I know you do a lot of good stuff, not only with your authoring, which you're going to tell us about your book, but you also do good stuff over at the uh, the Dynasty Daily Pods and the UTH man so uh, what's going on with you
2: oh you know it's just it's that time of year so i'm releasing the the analytics of dynasty actually this saturday so you can go to analyticsofdynasty.com/shop um, and get the you can pre-order the 2021 edition for uh 30 bucks so it's got a whole different take uh, we were talking before the show, like each, each year is a little bit different. Uh, this year focuses a lot on market value, different types of player profiles. Uh, you know, one, one thing in my research that I found was like the, uh, was the, was looking at, you know, what do we know after a year? basically of, of a player and whether that's in a startup draft or a rookie draft because it's, it's actually a lot of information. So I really looked at that stuff, uh, and, and tried to see get a better idea of, of career arcs in terms of, in terms of those types of players. So a lot of stuff on rookie metrics, um, as well. And there, it's a whole different thing. There's no real overlap in terms of any of the prior content. So I'm pretty excited about all of it. Um, so you can find it, you can pre-order, uh, it's, uh, over at analyticsofdynasty.com slash shop. Uh, In the left-hand corner there, it says, you know, uh, order uh, 2021 edition. So you can go ahead and get that and follow me on Twitter and check out the Football Guys podcast as well.
1: Well, very excited to have you back on the show and your book. So looking forward to that. Drops this week. Check him out at McNamara Dynasty on Twitter. All right, Mac, you're on the clock. You have the 101. Now you're selecting – From the 2019 class, you're selecting from the 2020 class or the 2021 class. We're going to figure out tonight how good is Trevor Lawrence, how good is Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, et cetera. So who's the 101 in this class? came down to two people for
2: me. Um, I'll take the guy that I know a little bit more about, even if I don't think he's perfect. I'll go with Kyler Murray. Uh, And... One of the things that I, the more and more research that I do and I'm looking at, I think the, this whole off is fascinating from a quarterback perspective because Schefter like took the over on 18 different teams, changing quarterbacks this year today, which seems outrageous. But when you sort of like delve into it, it's not, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not entirely impossible. Um, but one of the things I've looked at a lot is like the, this quarterback value in the you know, and so what some of these trades would cost and sort of what the hit rate is on quarterback. And the more and more I look at quarterback and the more and more I study quarterback, I think it's a lot like dating. Uh, you, you don't you don't marry your spouse on the first date. At least you shouldn't unless you're on a game show. Uh, and that's a lot of how I think about quarterback. You need to know a lot about the person. And you don't need to take risks, especially in super flex drafts. So I thought about taking Herbert over Murray, uh, but I know I've seen a couple of years on Murray. I kind of know who he is on a player. Even if I have some skepticism about him as a passer, uh, I've seen a top six finish out of him and I kind of know what I'm going to get. Uh, so I'll take him at, at, with the with the quarterback one finish with the hope that maybe he can take um I think we should banish the Josh Allen leap from our, our lexicon, but it, that he can t- take a step forward in year three, I think is possible for him.
1: You know, I, I love Kyler Murray. The one thing that I think is holding him back is, is his head coach. Uh, there's a real, I forget. I saw the, the, the record that he was like 13 games below 500 or something with Patrick Mahomes at Texas tech. I don't know that he's the long-term answer for Kyler, but We've seen Kyler do it. He was the QB1 overall for the 2020 season up until about week 14 where he had like the shoulder injury and he stopped running as much, but certainly has the upside to not only be a QB1, which is kind of obvious two years in, but to be the QB1. And speaking of 101, this next guy is number 101 in my heart all the way from uh, the land of Australia. I got to get this guy on at least a couple of times a year to uh, talk some shop. So, uh, G, what's going on in Australia besides the fact that we were cussing you before we hit record? It's 75 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 24 Celsius. Learn something else new tonight. So, besides uh, great weather, a little bit of rain today, uh, wh- what else is going on in Australia with you and your co-host, G? And uh, who would you take at the 102? Oh, back on? And, from and a well, well, you, well you, you were muted. You you pulled a Jerry. We call that pulling a Jerry around here. I got you, brother. I got you. You got me. I got yeah. you. We, we I didn't you touch pulled. anything. So Jerry's not here. So in his <laughs> honor, you 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 pulled a Jerry. So uh, okay. man, what, what's going on in uh in Australia? So they can hear me. Is this works oh, beautifully.
3: Yeah. All Good. Okay. Um. Well, we've yeah pretty much wrapped up the season. We've just got our um our preseason picks uh, in a couple of weeks after or the week after the Super Bowl, where we get you back on Memphis and we get uh, Kyle from the uh, FF Smackdown. And we go through and look at all the mistakes that we made. Um, if the Chiefs win it this week, I get at least one thing right for the entire season. Um, so we're just delving in now to the um, into the rookies. I sit, sit here in, in this room here for about three hours a night, every night after dinner, and just sit down until my eyes start to fall out of my sockets and just um, – See, see what the rookies so we're just doing that at the moment i'm looking at the wide receivers and um what we'll do is each week we'll just get five guys and we'll talk about the five guys um uh, at each position until we get through as many as we possibly can and then we'll get guests on um to come on and and see how they uh how they view these guys people with a lot more experience than um than we have in like guys like Matt Waldman, uh for instance who comes on and does our um Usually does our wide receivers, which is a great chat with him. So that's what's going on here, mate. And it's like it's the middle of summer, you know. Yesterday was forty, hundred and something. Today's twenty-four. So that's that's what you get living in Melbourne, mate. You never know until you wake up and look out the window. Okay, so you want my pick?
1: Yeah, fire uh, away, okay. man. I, I, I'm yeah. I'm dying to know. I I, I didn't get the one hundred and one I thought I would get. And by the way, if you're looking for guests, both of these guys would make great guests. A side note, just a sidebar. But yeah, man, who are you taking at the one hundred and two?
3: Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad that the first pick's gone in Kyler Murray because I'm still – I'll say to Jordan on his pick, it does, it's the concerns that if he doesn't run and doesn't score rushing touchdowns that he's just a, a middle-of-the-road scoring quarterback. Like you were relying on his legs so much and I'm still concerned that he's going to take a hit one day uh, and you're not going to see him for a while. He's, we, we don't need to speak about you know, the size of the guy. We know how small. And I still have concerns that he can't th- throw through the line unless there's a gap.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, the only thing I would say about quarterback size is he's been that way his entire life. Right, his his entire <laughs> life as a quarterback, he's been undersized, and he has to be hard on his mom when he was born,
3: but that's okay.
2: Yeah, yeah so so you, I don't know, with that, like I'm six four, right? So there's certain yeah. things that I do in life that I'm six four. I'm just used to doing because I'm six four. Kyler Murray is what five eleven, six foot. He's used to doing things in in whether that's throwing at angles and all of those things, you know, avoiding contact. You know, he's not making Josh Allen type reckless plays with his body because like he's kind of learned not to do that where Josh Allen is running quarterback dives at the goal line. You know what I mean? So they're just different. They're different skills. Um, And that's kind of with me. I don't know. I'll I'll take the devil that I know, even though I think that he has warts. Like I don't have him anywhere near as high as he is in startup drafts uh, where he's going. But I, I think I know I'll go, I'll dance with the devil that I know over the one that I don't know.
3: Okay. All right. With that being said, I'm pretty happy. I'm going to take Justin Herbert. Like, to see what he did last year, like, the, the season that he had, the record-breaking season, um, okay, the record wasn't great. at wins and losses, but I'm not going to put that on him. He, he did what he had to do. Um, they have some holes to fill in other positions. But, you know, 31 touchdowns, uh, well, almost 4,500 yards, only 10 interceptions, and the completion rate is 66.6. For a rookie that got thrown into the mix because someone can't put a needle in the right spot. Um and he he was just seriously he was just outstanding. I know uh, my co-host AJ he's a, a Chargers fan and he was pulling his hair out that he didn't get tour, um, but that has all changed now. Um, and now he gets he gets a new head coach in in Brand Staley and they've just uh, gone and signed up um, Joe Lombardi to be the um, to be offensive coordinator. I believe is that correct? Uh, yeah. So he'll be working with him very closely. I, I think the it, it's hard for the needle to keep pointing up because of what he did last year, but, mate, if we're going to redo all these and the guys that are on here, um, I'm out after the first pick and taking running backs from now on in. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to have uh, Justin Herbert as, as the second guy off the board.
1: I, I love Justin Herbert, and I want to make a, a quick point about the running for both Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Hey, Cam Newton, I believe, is a little bit bigger than Josh Allen, and eventually it caught up to Cam Newton. Mm. It'll it'll eventually catch up to all of them, whether you're 5'10", or 6'4", four, whether you're 220 or 265. You know, your body's only going to take so many hits from a linebacker coming a bajillion miles an hour and slamming into you. So I also think that Kyler Murray, kind of like Russ, you know he knows how to slide from being a baseball player. I know they 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 nipped him a little bit this year, but I I think he's a little bit more elusive than uh than you let on. And I got a perfect segue. This next guy is not too elusive because he was here about a month ago. He uh, he was on with uh, with us, and his name is well. First of all, congratulations are in order. He was recently promoted. I'll let him tell you all about it. But his name is Matt Hicks. You can find him at the ff underscore educator. On Twitter, uh, a great dude. He spends a lot of time in the GOAT chats with me. And uh, congratulations John, on your promotion. Uh, you have on an evil Baltimore Orioles hat if you're watching live on YouTube. My my father-in-law is an Orioles fan, and uh, Jordan is a Yankees fan as I wear my uh, my Red Sox cap. But we had you back anyway, man. Welcome back.
4: Hey, man. I love being in the war zone. I'm glad to be here and I will clear up the record here to start now. I did grow up a Yankees fan and I am still a Yankees fan at heart, but I'm also a Baltimore Orioles season ticket holder because guys, it is cheap. It is cheap. Uh, and, and there's not, I've been to, I've been to almost, uh, I think I've almost in double digits with the MLB stadiums and it's, it's hard to find a better pure baseball stadium than Camden Yards. So uh, it's cheap and it's, it's a baseball purist, uh, uh, a, a real good spot for a baseball purist. So, I'll throw that out there, but yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, we are trying to, uh, you know, uh, really push out the Devi game, especially uh, as the director of fantasy football for the NFL Draft Bible, and we're on uh, Fan Nation powered by Sports Illustrated now. So I'm really excited about that. We're taking Devi to the mainstream. We're, we're going to take rookies. We're going to take all this stuff to the mainstream. So um, I'm really excited to be a part of it. And uh, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of rookies here today. Uh the rookie big board is what I'm spending uh way too much time right now trying to build out new podcast, rookie big board podcast. And uh the currently I have 70 player profiles done uh on this rookie class, patreon.com backslash the Educator. So uh amongst my ranting and raving, I I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I, I'm sure I will go down some some rabbit holes as we uh get into talking about rookies. Sounds like an for advantage,
1: done seventy <laughs> Oh, oh, gee, I, I didn't I didn't tell you that I brought on a couple of ringers for us. So <laughs> well, no, you're, you're welcome. Welcome back, I would back, have made,
3: I would I been would have better doing kickers or tight ends. <laughs>
1: well, oh, now you tell me. We're doing tight ends next week. So, 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 so Matt, you're, you're up, man. You're the 103 in this little exercise. So uh, I see the hand up. I think I know where you're going. You guys made this easy for
4: me. I, I thought it was going to be a little tougher here. I was running through my options, but he's sitting right there. It's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's It's got to be Trevor Lawrence for me here. Uh, and, and there's some really good options in the 2020 class uh, uh, still remaining. I'm still very much behind uh, Tua. And, and obviously Burrow uh, showed some great things, although I am worried about what Cincinnati is putting around him. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence for me, he's there's no such thing as a short fire prospect. I want to you know go ahead and lay that out there. But he's pretty dang close. Huge arm. Uh, he's got the athleticism. He's got the ball placement. He's got the mechanics. He's got the foundation. And you know, I, I know Jacksonville is a punching bag, and, and for a lot of reasons they should be. But he's gonna have some weapons to throw the ball to. DJ Chark and. Uh, that's going to kind of fit the field stretcher type guys he's been throwing to at Clemson. Uh, You know, I'm a big LaVisca Chenault fan. He's going to be running uh, underneath. And even some of their their, uh, later round draft picks, guys like Colin Johnson have flashed a little bit. So he's not stepping into a perfect spot, but I don't think he's stepping into an awful spot either. So I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he makes a quick impact. And, you know, kind of Memphis, to your point, I think he's going to make a long impact. I think this is going to be a guy – now he can run, but he's certainly not, you know, a rush first quarterback. I mean, the man's 6'6. Uh, so I think he's gonna have a long career in the pocket, but with enough uh enough wiggle to be able to, you know, broken play, scramble, get five, six yards, get your first down without getting your head knocked off.
1: Well, I, I was hoping that that maybe you would get squirrely and take last year's Heisman Heisman trophy winner for me. You would do that work for me so that I could have taken Trevor Lawrence. And and yes, they will use the 101 on Trevor Lawrence, but they still have five other picks inside the top 97. So the odds of them improving the offense. Now that defense is, you know, it looks like Swiss cheese on that side of the ball. So there's clearly a lot of uh, room to improve over there. But you got to think, and hopefully, I hate it because they're in the Colts division. I'm a Colts fan. But hopefully, they learn from the Colts' mistake and, and quit trying to, to do too much and just surround this guy with, with a better offensive line and, and support him. You know, the, the receivers will come and go. The NFL is pumping those, I mean, excuse me, the NCAA is pumping those out every year right now. There's been three or four great wide receiver classes in a row. But, man, you got to protect this guy. You don't want another Andrew Luck, even if he is a Jaguar. And that segues perfectly to my pick. My pick the, is the 104 is Joe Burrow. Uh, I love Joe Burrow. I saw someone tweet on Twitter that they should draft uh, Jamar Chase. And I was like, if they do, Mike Brown and Zach Taylor should be arrested for criminal negligence. Get this man an offensive lineman. You know what? I, I think they're drafting five, if if I re, if I remember correctly. That, that is correct. They're drafting five. You know, I've seen mock drafts. I've seen Dane, Dane Brugler's most recent mock draft. They had uh, Panay Sewell falling all the way down to the Cowboys. That would also be criminal negligence on behalf of the the Bengals if they were to let uh, an offensive lineman like that. But I could also see where maybe they trade back a lot of teams are going to want to get ahead of the lions now that matthew stafford is going to be on the move cuz you know the lions are in the game. what's atlanta going to do? is carolina going to want to move up? so maybe they move back, but i know two things. i know they've got their quarterback of the future and i know they have their wide receiver one of the future so they're building stuff and then and then g is trying to threaten me with an atlanta falcons helmet. it's not going to work. we're talking a quarterback. uh well, you, you can draft <laughs> even about two picks. So, so there you go. I'm, I'm going Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I'm really counting on this organization to do the right thing and support him with some offensive line help. So, Jordan, it's back to you. You get to take the fifth QB off the board. Any comments on anyone that uh, you've heard so far? Um. No. I
2: mean, I. That's in some order. I figured that would be what it was. Um. And this is where I think the the turn goes. Um. I would just my my only question for Matt would be if you like if you knew right now that that Lawrence was Andrew Luck, is that is that a success? Like with in, term, with, in terms of his short career. Yeah. In terms of like, if if I gave you Andrew Luck's career over the next. What, however many years I forget however many years he played was it seven eight or whatnot for luck if I gave you that for for uh for Lawrence would you take that
4: I think I would yeah Yeah. it's especially too because you know I try to obviously keep it in a broad range of the NFL draft and NFL team building but in fantasy football I'm usually not playing outside of a three-year window uh, which is usually why getting these Russian quarterbacks doesn't bother me um but you know that being said, there, there's no guarantees in the NFL, and that's one thing that I really try to. As much as I love watching tape on all of these guys and talking about hundreds of prospects, it's it's a tough league to make it in. So if you can get eight dang good years out of it, like I'm I'm sure Memphis, I won't speak for you, but I'm sure as a Colts fan, you'll take your eight years of Andrew Luck. Although I'm sure you you'd want more, uh, but because he gave you just enough to <laughs> to, to tease you along there, but. Uh, yeah, I would be fine with that for Trevor Lawrence. And uh, obviously, you know, everybody wants a Tom Brady career, but that's not a realistic projection. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, I, I won't speak for, for all of Colts Nation, but I, I wish Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard could get him to come back for maybe a two, two, three year run. But I will just say, I don't remember the exact stat, but it was something to the effect of every season that Andrew Luck played at least 14 games, he finished as a top five QB. So from a, from a dynasty and a fantasy standpoint, which is what we're all doing tonight, I think we would all take a guy that was guaranteed to be top five at the position, even if I, I would rather have him burn bright for eight years than have him be mediocre for 15. So uh, I'm going to answer your question too. There you go, J-Mac. Yeah, that's
3: yeah. A chance, right? It's a good chance he burned yeah. brightly for 15.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was on seven.
3: I, I, I like what you're I sort
2: of like what your are uh, both your guys thoughts there and that and sort of that range of outcomes with expectations. Uh, because I think I think a surprising amount of people would be like, that's a disappointment. But in the range of quarterback, you know, top 10 picks like that's actually pretty good in terms of what we get. Um, man, so this is tough. It's not it's not Tua for me. I'll say that I'm, I'm a little uncertain about him going forward. Just I, I just have some questions. so I'm probably going to go fresh here. Um, there's really two guys that I would go with. I don't know. Um, um, I'll take Zach Wilson with the caveat that I'm not certain yet on um, on on him and Fields. Right for me, it's really close between the two. Um, I think they're both going to be top five probably picks in the NFL draft. Would be my guess, um, and. Uh, You know, I would. So my advice would be to take the cheaper one uh, if there's going to be a gap that opens up, which I think there is going to be one. um, And I realize that I'm probably going against that by taking Wilson here, but I'm going to take Wilson.
1: Uh, I'm a big Wilson guy and I'm a big fan of what I call collective IQ and getting input from other people. And some of the people, obviously, Dane Bruegler does a good job. I mentioned him earlier. I, I mentioned this uh, podcast all the time. It's the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff. He was a scout in the Eagles organization when Andy Reid was the head coach. And he's had a lot of good things to say about Zach Wilson. His one concern is that it's a slight frame. He's very, I don't want to call him bird-chested, but he's not very thick across the middle. And from an arm strength standpoint, it doesn't seem to affect him. My fear is that, you know, he's been playing. Is it the power? Is that the BYU? Is that the? The uh, the Pac 12, or is that the WAC?
2: I think, right? Aren't they independents? Okay, they're and
1: independent. I'm, they played mostly a Mountain
4: West schedule this past year, kind of just in like a quasi slapping things together, but yeah, they're independent.
1: Okay, so I, I, I'm kind of a little afraid. Can, can we talked about earlier about Kyler and a little bit about you know, quarterbacks taking hits? It, it's just a slight frame, but I love everything I've seen on the field. So, G. You, uh, you are back on the clock with your uh, your second of three picks you're gonna get one more here in a bit what, uh what do you think at the uh, I guess in this case it's the 106
3: Well I like the Zach Wilson pick um, I like him as a footballer I just hope that from what I've seen so far is that get get rid of get rid of the, the fancy little crap that you try and do during the game he trying to he gets a little bit too ahead of himself. Um, if, he get, if he gets rid of that, uh, like some of the stuff that he does, he's going to get – and some of the throws he makes, he's going to get someone killed in, in the pros as well. Um, but everything, mate, his, his arm angles, his base he throws from, it, it looks like a, a real talent. It looks like a really smart kid as well. Uh, and, but he takes his helmet off, man. Is a dude like 12 years old? <laughs> he's got the most – mate, he's got the most – he took his helmet off the first time I ever watched it and it's gone, my, my God, this kid should be in high school. Let alone, you know, step into the pros this year. But okay, I'm I'm not really willing to go with what I don't know yet. I'm sticking with the Jordan, stick with the devil. You know a little bit. Um, as my dog just walks in the background, um, she's a little bit senile. She's a bit old man, a bit senile now. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with. Ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stick with Daniel Jones. I, I still think. <laughs> Sorry, Mims. I know you're, mm-hmm. you're a believer in Daniel Jones as well. But, mate, he, he's so far away from being what he can be on the Giants. They're turning things around. It's going to take a little bit of time. They need to give him a couple more weapons. He's got, he's got Sterling Shepard, who's, who's a good receiver. Darius uh, Slayton, if he caught more balls than he dropped, would be great. Evan Ingram's really got to start pulling his finger out for, for what he was when he came into the league. Um and at the picking at number eleven, so there's a good chance at number eleven that they could take maybe uh a Waddle. Um, and if I'm drafting wide receivers and Waddle fell to me as a third might I'd be wrapped if if I ended up with Waddle when I'm doing uh uh rookie draft. Um, or he could even get Dane blueger has him down to getting the tight end Kyle Pitts, which would be absolutely fantastic for him. Uh, and don't forget, there was no Saquon Barkley this year. Um, Nate Solder opted out. Um, so with him back, I think it's adios to Jason Garrett, um, which is a good thing. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with Daniel James. He, he shows a lot of toughness for a guy. Um, and I, I think he, can, he he's going to be there when this
1: Giants team turn it around. I, I wanted to cuss you. I, I heard you say my man's name. and I, I, I know... Uh... <laughs> I was going to make it a special shout out to my boy JP Hurley of the DTC because he always gives me hell for liking, liking Daniel Jones. I mean, the guy finished top seven at the quarterback position in rushing, and he didn't play like three and a half games because or he he played kind of some of them with a limited hamstring. I'm with you. Um, I was kind of bummed when uh Jason Garrett um I I think he's still gonna be the OC. I know he interviewed he? for some yeah, yeah, he interviewed some okay. Last I knew, he'd because I, I, I want him to have some continuity. I was kind of bummed when he lost Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer is not the best head coach you'll ever see, but he's a pretty good OC, and he had a history of getting a lot out of these guys. So so G stole my pick at the 106. Uh, not surprised at all. But uh Mr. Hicks, you're up. Anything on Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson, especially with Zach because you are our Debbie guy?
4: Yeah, I will say as a Giants fan, I am not a huge fan of Daniel Jones. Uh, and I was never a fan of that pick. And I, I don't think it's progressed along very well. I, I, so for me, I, I think the interesting point since I've last gone is going back to Zach Wilson here for a second. And, I, you know, for me, Zach Wilson's currently my QB4 on the rookie big board, at, at least in terms of, you know, translating specifically for fantasy football. Uh, I'm interested from a numbers perspective, uh, and, and so Jordan, I think you might be able to, to lend some insight on this. Uh, Zach Wilson, and, and I don't, I like, I, I should say, I do like Zach Wilson, so I don't mean this in a totally disparaging way, but just digging into him a little bit, the, the, the improvement in his numbers from 2019 to 2020 are meteoric. I mean, his numbers... Yeah. Uh, especially in terms of efficiency, they were horrible in twenty nineteen. Eleven to nine touchdown to interception ratio. I think he threw for like an extra thirteen hundred yards. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. You know, does that kind of discrepancy for you just show a player who's improved, or does that show, you know, almost and uh, you know, like a correction is due? I mean,
2: this is the this is the question as old as time, right? It's Burrow. It's heck, Josh Allen. Right? Is this what we right? Is this the new going forward? Like, how do you treat a guy who's done something that we've never seen done before, right? the prior on that. So that's kind of where I'm like, I, it is a level of uncertainty. I, I think I, I get the impression. And the reason I took him is I get the impression that the NFL is, ho- is lower on Justin Fields than we are. Um, and when I say we, I mean, the, 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 the collective, you know, uh, dynasty uh, uh, populace, um, and so I think that the, I think the NFL is going to sort that out with Zach Wilson. And I think they're going to side on the, on the side of, uh, treating it, that that's who he is, that he's more on the side of, you know, that's improvement and not fluke. Um, that's the impression that I get. Um, and ultimately, you know, if he gets inside the top 10 line, uh, you know, history has proven that they're pretty much, uh, you know, you can just you can just take the cheapest one and you know hope, and hope for the best because it's pretty much random after that.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to me. You know, I and again, I like Zach Wilson. So I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but you know, when I was when I'm really thinking about how they project his prospects, I think Zach Wilson uh, folks feel comfortable right now with his floor being a little bit higher, mm-hmm. and I, and I think sometimes we get into trouble drafting for floor because we just talked about it. nobody's a guarantee right in uh, in you know some kind of shades of Josh Rosen, the folks who took Josh yeah. Rosen for his floor and I'm not I'm not suggesting that Zach Wilson is Josh Rosen, but just from uh you know strategically making your pick, uh, there's a little bit of that now who I think Zach Wilson actually projects pretty well out to and I don't love player comps, but I also don't hear a lot of people making this one. I see a lot of Baker Mayfield in terms of how he approaches the game, the arm angles he uses, uh, the fact that people think he might be a little bit more mobile than he really is, and I know, G, you said you don't like his arm angles. I think his arm angles oh, are. No, game I, no, no, no. I, I like I his arm angles.
3: It. I don't like all the fancy stuff that he throws in every now and then because those things in the, in the pros will will kill will kill your team. I and love the leads. arm angles. Yeah, you're right. At
4: times he does. He'll lead his guys way too far out, and uh, a couple of his guys they get they get clocked. Uh, <laughs> and when your wide receiver gets clocked in the NFL, it's not going to go the same way, right? So you have some good points. And uh, all of that being said, you know, coming back to my pick here, it, it's really for me between Justin Fields, who is my QB2 right now, or Tua. And, and I think for me, this is a protest pick. This I'm going to take Tua because I, I think that we're, we as a dynasty community are swinging too far away from him. Matt Storm in the capital. <laughs> I, I just I, I understand the swing, right? The, the swing back, but but Tua, it, he is still one of the best college prospects I've evaluated. Uh, we got half a season. He was thrown in mid-season on a team that had unrealistic expectations. I mean, we had UDFA's primarily out there catching balls for him. No running game, and everybody knows the, the best friend to a rookie quarterback is a solid running game. A limited playbook a lack of confidence overall from his coaching staff of really letting him have the reins. And he was coming back off of a, a really bad lower body injury. So uh, there were a lot of things working not into his favor. And I think he's going to come back this next season and take a really large step forward. We talked about Josh Allen. If we gave up on Josh Allen after the first time they put him on the field, I mean, he looked horrible right early on. Uh, and I was a Josh Allen fan coming out. So I'm not backing off of Tua. I, I like Justin Fields. I like Trey Lance. They're they're both tempting options there for me. But yeah, I'm sticking with Tua, who was my QB one in last year's class, and and I haven't seen so much that I need to swing away from that.
1: Well, I, I I will save Tua until we we pass him around the horn here. But I do want to make one point in the conversation that I picked up between Jordan and Matt that we were talking about you know josh allen and and really it's a two-parter a don't go looking for that don't go looking for who's the next josh allen it it, it could be a a one in a million shot you have a guy with an unbelievable work ethic you know the old farm kid from northern california and a fantastic offensive coordinator who is doing everything in his power to get the most out of him and a front office that went and got him a true alpha wide receiver one you know it's not always going to be able to project that but also too you know, the NFL stands for not for long. And you have to look at, you know, the NFL like the tech industry. What was big yesterday is not big today. And what what the NFL is doing today will not be big in, in five years. So just try to, I don't want to say live in the moment, but try to focus on what you do know. Project a little bit, but not so far that you put yourself in danger. Now, now, and after saying that, I'm going to wish cast a little bit. I'm going to wish cast this pick a little bit. So I'm going to take Trey Lance, but here's my caveat. If, if this this pick come down to after the NFL draft, where they actually landed. I want nothing more than for Trey Lance to get drafted to the Carolina Panthers, to an amazing head coach and OC combination in Matt Rule and Joe Brady, and, and get the one-year Patrick Mahomes, where he sits for a year behind a proven veteran, a bit of a journeyman and Teddy B, Teddy Two Gloves, and let him learn what it's like to be a pro, what it's like to work hard, what it's like. It didn't hurt Patrick Mahomes. It didn't stunt his growth. One iota. And it's not an apples-to-apples one-to-one comparison, but it's something that I think would benefit him as a guy who I think last, I remember he had like 15, 16 starts at at the college level and just to spend the year. And then it's cool. They can afford it. You know, Teddy's making like 20, 22 million, something like that this year. Nothing, nothing crazy. It's a good living, but you, you get my point as it relates to NFL quarterbacks. And then you can let Teddy go in 2022 and let him take the reign. So that that's kind of what I want. I would also consider doing the same thing if, if Justin Fields landed there or anyone landed there. I want some of these guys a redshirt year would not kill them for me. So Jordan, anything on Lance or anything on Tua before uh, you make your final pick of this uh, here draft?
2: I'd just be interested. All of these guys, I'm going with the the test of can you beat like especially AFC guys. I'm not really sure if what the equivalent is for the NFC right now, but I think the AFC is a good marker. Can you beat Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead in January? Because if not, what are you doing, right? Because that's what you're going to have to do for the rest of your career is probably that. Um And I don't see very many people that can do that right now. And I thought Josh Allen was in that range of outcomes. And I think at his ceiling, he could be, but there's not many other guys that have that. And so I'd be interested with, with Matt talking about the thing with, with Wilson and you sort of putting him on that Baker spectrum. Do you like, just from a team build perspective, do you just take the higher variance guy? Because you kind of need, like, if you're going to take a quarterback, right. Do you, Like you comped Rosen in the like who basically the who gives a damn about floor argument, which I I kind of agree with. And is the is maybe the lesson that we take from Josh Allen, not that we should project this big thing, but that we should take the guy that that, you know, if it's close, you take the guy that's got a lot wider range of outcomes because there's a pretty good chance the guy with the quote high floor is going to miss too. And at least you have a shot to sort of capture that with the, with the high upside guy.
4: Yeah. And I, th- I think the thing that's difficult too, right on top of this is one of the things that we don't talk about enough with this uh, advancement in Josh Allen's game is what did Buffalo do? It took them a couple of years, but they built a good set of wide receivers, not big name wide receivers other than bringing in digs. They built, they brought in wide receivers that fit Josh Allen, Right. And it's the same thing. It's the same reason Lamar was able to be successful in Baltimore. From a team-building organizational standpoint, you have to build around your young quarterback. And some teams don't do that. They want them to come in and just fit the system already. And that's one thing. That's what makes it so difficult in scouting and evaluating quarterbacks because we have no idea what that organization is going to do. So uh, you you do you I think it, uh, expanding your range of outcomes is a helpful thing to do. And it's one of the reasons, although I like Zach Wilson, I don't think I'm going to get him at his ADP and at his cost because I will take Trey Lance over Zach Wilson every single time. And there is no guarantee that Trey Lance will end up being the better prospect, but my goodness, if he hits right, he is going to hit it. It's, you're putting all your money down on the roulette table, right? Instead of just putting a little bit and playing the penny slots. Uh, and so uh, although I like both of them as NFL quarterbacks from a fantasy perspective, I'm always willing to roll the dice because finishing in, finishing in uh, seventh place and missing the playoffs, that's not fun for right. anybody in fantasy football, right? So either finishing first or finishing last and, and figure out how to rebuild your team next year.
3: Now, yeah, if, I like if that. You just, so if you just go back, you were talking, uh, Matt, about like you, get, you put players around a quarterback, with that pretty much makes common sense really to to most of us? Um but with, with Tua, if you look, uh, he, he came off the hip operation. So let's give him a good, you know, this year to get over that. Like, hip, mate, no operation's great, especially to a hip. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone that uses it as much as he does as well. They've hired, uh, Charlie Fry, his quarterback coach, he had at, uh, the Elite 11 high school level that through it that after, after being around him, he shot to fame, you know, at the, at the college level. Um they have the second youngest roster at, at, at the Dolphins. They have two first round picks. They have two second round picks. They got number three, they got number eighteen in this draft. Um, they got plenty of cap space. What I think Memphis is a cap space guy. I think it's around about twenty-three million dollars at the moment. That's probably gonna go up by the time they you know burn a few blokes. Um so if if, if this is what you want to do with Turin, he's a guy, mate. Uh, you probably got who I think at the moment is the number one wide receiver that I've looked at in Jamar Chase sitting on the board. I know three's high, but like you said, you you got to put guys around this dude to make him who he is. It's a perfect example is his tour, and, and the Dolphins have the opportunity to, to go ahead and do that now.
4: And I think one thing to keep in mind, too, is that offensive line is so young and I, this was one of the, the things I tried to dispel, although Tua was my top quarterback in last year's class. He's never been a scrambling quarterback. People have kind of had that impression of him. He's a pocket guy, and he needs time to operate in the pocket. He's been working with the best offensive line in the country, right, at Alabama for three years. The game is going to come slow to, to NFL quarterbacks. And so having that year to catch up and adjust to it, and, and to your to your point – he has to have weapons around him. And so that offensive line, I think is where it starts, but you're right they're They're with one of their first round selections. They're going to go wide receiver and, and kind of the common narrative right now is Devonta Smith. I think we're riding the Alabama thing a little bit too much. And if honestly, if you're going to take an Alabama wide receiver at three for me, I'm taking Jalen Waddle. I'm not taking oh, Devonta Smith. I, I I think it's a way better fit uh, for the word, them. <laughs> I, I would much rather do that, but you know, that being said, I, I think that, you know, even if Miami waits to use some of the second round draft capital on wide receiver, you're going to get some dang good wide receivers at the top of the second round in this year's class. Guys like Terrace Marshall, who I really like a lot, even Tylan Wallace, uh, uh, the, those types of guys can help your team too. So they have to bring in those wide receivers. But at the end of the day, it's not just about bringing in talent and bringing in draft capital, right? It's about figuring out who your quarterback is, how they play, and how you're going to fit their style, right? Like, John Brown wouldn't help every quarterback in the league, but he he is perfect for Josh Allen. Same thing with Gabriel Davis, and same thing with Cole Beasley, right? Without Cole Beasley, that offense doesn't function in the same way. So Miami has to figure out not only, you know, who are we going to go spend some money on in free agency and, and who are we going to draft, but we have to figure out who our quarterback is. That's why those reps were so important at the end of last year, last season. It's not you know is Tua going to be our guy moving forward for me it's who who do we need to put around him to make him you know the next uh, top tier quarterback you know playing in the AFC so I think that's why he was getting the reps over Ryan Fitzpatrick they understood that they got those 10 wins mostly because of their defense and their offense Mm. needs a lot of love this year
1: well Uh, I I think you 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 outlined it very clearly if that skill group in miami only had devonta parker and mike gasecki left from the 2020 class or i guess roster i would not be surprised if they didn't do a total overhaul and you know having a, a Devonta parker to allow a jamar Tate or someone to kind of learn the ropes a little bit you know kind of like we saw adam thielen do like the, if you watch track and field you watch a a, a sprinter in a relay race hand in the baton somewhere along the season we saw Adam Thielen hand the ball over to Justin Johnson, and I think we can see something cool like that in Miami. So great conversation, guys. But uh, a long way to just really let Ford buy time to figure out who he wants to the <laughs> one I.
2: I was going to ask who here would take uh, who here would take Deshaun Watson instead of to uh, uh, the third pick and the eighteenth pick in this draft, but that was uh, I'll move it along. <laughs> uh, I'll move it along. I'll take uh, I'll take Justin Fields. And he was uh, he was a debate that I was having with the last pick. Um, I, I do think uh, I think he has an interesting range of outcomes and there's something with the, the, I get this sense with the NFL. I think I mentioned this before that, that, they might not be as high, you know. Some of the, some of the, um, you know, the NFL media might not be as high as we are on Justin Fields, um, but I have seen that trend happen, and it ends up coming a little bit more towards us, especially with the guys that have some of the good numbers. So, um, so I think he's going to be a top ten pick,
1: and I have a little question about it. Well, I I like the guy a lot. Um, I referenced both of these guys already, but Dame Brugler and John Middlecoff, they both wondered out loud, and I think it could have been Lance Zerline as well, wondered if if he could have uh stood to benefit from going back to school one more year. Obviously, it's it's too hard to pass up that uh I mean, just it's it's a different perspective and a different um, magnitude. But look at what happened to a guy like Chuba Hubbard, who came back to, to college and you know, he, he would have easily probably been a, a day-two pick last year, and now his stock has taken a tremendous hit. So sometimes when you're a young person in your early 20s, sometimes not even 21, some of these guys can't even buy a beer legally, and they're going to be handed over millions of dollars in the face of a, you know, $5 billion franchise. It's a weird world that that, that they're being thrust in, so I don't blame him one bit for getting the money. And speaking of money, G's got plenty of it. I know him. So... uh so uh that's in the way, mate. Hoarding is- it. I'm hoarding it in the backyard in tins. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good use for it. So, so, so speaking of tins, you're you're up at the one oh tins.
3: Oh man, that this I was really hoping that uh maybe uh, look, I knew Justin Fields was gonna go there because everybody else Ah uh, jeez. Yeah, this is tough. <sighs> Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. Mac Jones and Cole Trask. Hey, you forgot. You forgot Gardner Minshew.
1: <laughs> this was not for backup, sir.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm picking from a backup now. Um. Oh my god. Um. I, I liked what when watching the wide receivers out of Bama, I really like what Matt Jones did. But Matt Jones just have to go into a certain type of offense. Um. He, he he's like a he's like a manager QB to me. Um, accurate makes the right decisions, but I don't know. Oh God! Can, can, can I can I take i I've got to take Jordan's love for the only reason is that I reckon that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers that that was the last straw for him kicking the field goal in the um in the in the in the, the game on the weekend, and and I think that's for him. That's I'm out. Um and least I know that I might have a starting QB <laughs> out of the guys that are left. Not that I like Jordan Love, but they're going to give him a shot. They they spent enough draft capital on him. Mate, um, that, that has been the only reason that I'd take Jordan Love uh, over. Probably Mac Jones would be the other guy that I, I, I'd take, but I'm just hoping that that was the, the last
1: straw for, for Aaron Rodgers. He, he's uh, going to follow Deshaun Watson's footsteps and says, "Get me the, the hell <laughs> no, out of town." The, the problem with some of these contracts, and I don't want to go down this because it is, it is a long topic, and maybe we'll have some of these guys back um, to discuss it. But with a, with the COVID salary cap and the t- in life timing is everything, and to find a Willie and Dan's partner with the with the with the the, the assets that the Houston Texans or the Green Bay Packers or whoever is going to want to acquire. It just—it's a horrible year. Your timing is horrible from that standpoint. I mean, really, like Watson has painted himself into a corner. So I, I don't love the love pick, but I can—I can—I under, nah. can, under, can understand it. I can understand because of the rest of these guys, we don't know draft capital from the NFL on Mac Jones. We—we we don't know because uh, John Elway gave the new GM the keys to do whatever he wanted at the QB position. So that makes Drew Locke a gamble. So at least you got a guy with first round NFL draft capital. So it's a gamble. You're a gambler.
3: And uh, I think Drew Locke's sitting in the corner at the moment man, with his head in his hands for the entire offseason,
1: to be honest. Yeah. So I, I, I want I want to get I want to get the, the Debbie expert. I want to get his take on Jordan Love. He was kind of a, a buzzy quarterback <laughs> last year. Some guys loved him, some guys did not love him. I remember Garrett Price from the Dynasty Nerds was on, not a fan. Not a fan at all. But where are you at with Jordan Love? And then who are you going to take in this little exercise?
4: Uh, there's there's two options for me. And there's really only two options left on the board for me. I, I just blew it, didn't I, Matt? It's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Love was not going to be an option. Uh, <laughs> you did not snipe me. Uh, for me, there's two options left. It's it's Jalen Hurts or it's Drew Locke. And I'll tell you that I was not a Jordan Love fan. Uh, his his the mental side of the game for Jordan Love was so atrocious. And I think we've uh, we bought a little bit too much into his tools, which I don't think were actually all that great either. Um, I'll I'll tell you what I would. <laughs> I don't know. Memphis will probably shake his head on me. I think I'd probably still rather have Jacob Eason than Jordan Love uh, because I would would love to see him win that starting job. I believe in his tools a little bit more. Uh, And and I'll quickly mention that I don't think Mac Jones or Kyle Trask are going to be successful starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I think they're both day two guys. With Kyle Trask missing the senior bowl, coming off of a really bad final uh, bowl game of the season, Kyle Trask might be closer to round four right now than he is round one. Uh, And I don't think he's going to be taken with high draft capital. And I think Mac Jones is a career backup. I I think he's a clipboard holder. Uh, uh, Neither one of those guys, I I think, operates really well outside of their system. So uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, he's interesting for me. A rational, logical person would probably take Jalen Hurts, but a totally jaded person. (laughs) Who would actually. who is who is who is way too invested in this player already, and I'm just gonna keep tripling down and, and getting smacked in the face for it. I'm taking Drew Lock, man. I I can't quit him. I I know I know he's fighting for his job, but uh, I I think he's a gunslinger. I think they have good options there in Denver, and I'm not sold on the idea that they are they're gonna go and and spend any high capital trying to replace him. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna bring in a veteran who is gonna come in there. Uh, And challenge him and and make it look like um, he's going to lose his job and make it, you know, kind of push him, Uh, kind of like a Nick Foles to Mitch Trubisky type situation, except I think (laughs) Nick Foles went a little too far. Uh, Chicago was like, oh crap, what are we going to do here? Uh, So I think that's going to kind of be what happens to Drew Locke this offseason. Maybe he sinks, maybe he swims, but I don't feel good in any of the other guys either. So I might as well uh, roll the dice and, and go with the
1: upside. Well, first of all, Drew Locke has sick dance moves. And that's not to be a doesn't. And, and I don't want to give too many of these guys the COVID pass, but I really want to see Drew Locke have a, as close to as regular an off season as possible with Pat Shermer. You get Cortland Sutton back. You you get a full off season with Jerry Judy. You have KJ Hamler. You have Noah Fant. You have a continued investment in the offensive line. The table set. You know, you have the plate, you have the silverware, you have the asparagus, you have the baked potato. It's up to Drew Locke to be the steak. It's up to him to be the the, the centerpiece uh, of what they're trying to do. And I really think that in Dynasty, you know, it's a real risk-reward equation. And can Drew Locke not take a Josh Allen leap? If anyone says take a Josh Allen leap, drink. But if can he take a leap? Can he improve by 15% from what he did in in 2020 because we saw flashes sometimes it was in garbage time some but but you know what we know he's got the arm talent I hate that word too but we know he has the arm talent he has the physical tools in his toolbox can he mature a little bit can he grow with Pat Shermer and can he grow with those weapons if he does then I will tell you Drew Locke based on what's around him in Denver the fact this is from a fantasy standpoint from the fact that he's to play Justin Herbert twice a year Mahomes twice a year, and and say what you want about the the LA, Las Vegas, Oakland, by way of uh, whatever Raiders, they were a top 10 offense in 2020, so he's going to have to score fantasy points, so I think that if everything breaks his way, and that's a big if, you got a guy. Now, as the host, I have the last pick, I'm going to cheat, I'm taking Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take whoever gets the highest draft capital here. Because I really think the New Orleans Saints are going to be forced to draft one of these guys and do some cutting elsewhere. Here's why: they're 112 million dollars over the cap. They cannot afford to re-sign Jameis unless they make some kind of handshake deal where Jameis plays for the veteran minimum, and you know if he plays well, they give him a king's ransom next off season. But one of these teams that's in cap hell, cap jail, is going to have to potentially risk a first round pick on these guys, knowing that they could be throwing it away. But let's be honest, New Orleans is drafting like 28th and he wouldn't be the first 28th overall pick to bust. So at least this way, if the guy hits, at least he gets the the, the team gets that fifth year option on him. So do I think he's worthy? Mac Jones or Kyle Trask? No. Could it be a necessary evil for a team like New Orleans? Yes. And then I get the benefit of Sean Payton, As the offensive play caller, I get Alvin Kamara, I get Mike Thomas, Um, we get Adam Troutman, a a rookie that I like, and then Jalen Hurts, guys. I like Jalen Hurts. I often come across as the anti Jalen Hurts guy. I am not. I'm I'm just reading the clues. I'm like Scooby Doo. They leave. They leave. We're working on a mystery, and they're leaving me clues. Carson Wentz says I can't get along with Doug Peterson. They said, "Cool, we'll fire him." You know what? I did really well with Frank Reich. We can't get him. We can get his right hand man in, you know, Nick Seriani, and then we can bring over another guy. Everything's telling me that this $135 million or whatever they owe Carson Wentz is more important than anything else right now. And I, I said it before, I would say it again. And it's the best thing, guys, if you have Jalen Hurts on your Superflex rosters, it's the best thing to happen to him. Maybe you'll get lucky and a team will trade for him. Maybe they'll say, "Hey, I like what I saw in that four that four game sample size. Let's go get him. We know Philadelphia. Um, that would be the final straw, right? Can't work with Peterson. I am intimidated by Hertz, and I want Frank Reich back. Well, how about two out of three ain't bad. We get we got rid of Hertz, we got rid of Peterson, and we got your Frank Reich's right hand man. So, uh, if you are a Hertz fan in this exercise, you are just hoping for good news. Maybe I would love to see him go to the Patriots. I know people laugh at that, but it's an AFC team." Taking a player from the from the NFC. They just spent this entire season with a running base quarterback, and they need juice in New England. And you're not going to get the juice at 15 with Mac Jones, and you're not going to get juice with Kyle Trask at 15. That would be a hell of a reach, by the way. You're going to get juice with Jalen Hurts. Maybe they can give their second round pick. That's a kind of a refund for the Eagles and maybe a little something on the side, and then that's a win-win-win. A win for the Patriots, a win for the Eagles, a win for Carson Wentz, and a win for Jalen Hurts. We can all win that way. But speaking of win, guys, you guys, the listeners, are the winners because we have good friends like Jordan McNamara, like Matt Hicks, and like G. So I'm going to go around the horn and give these guys one last opportunity to uh, shout out all the good work that they're doing in the fantasy and dynasty space. So, Jordan, you're, uh, you're back up, man. One more time. The book. The pods, the work, the everything, please.
2: Yeah, you can uh, go get the book uh, pre-order. It'll be out, uh, you know, within a few hours. It's crazy after the writing process. Here, this goes to releasing it. Um, so yeah, it's coming out on Saturday. You can pre-order uh, thirty bucks over at analyticsadynasty.com And I'm doing daily podcasts, which I did during uh, during. COVID. I'm doing daily podcasts through the off season. So you can get that membership that what I call the dynasty daily over at analytics of Dynasty.com. You can sign up for that. And I have a group me as well, so you can get in on all that. So analytics of Dynasty.com will have all your answers and you can hit me up on Twitter. If you have any questions at
1: McNamara dynasty. That's awesome guys. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times like us that, that we have a premium content and uh, DM me, slide my DMs, ask questions. Hey, what what comes with that? That that's great. A group me chat is always great. A daily podcast is great, as well as access to a mind like Jordan. So take advantage. Slide his DMs at McNamara Dynasty and uh, talk to him about the book and what's going on. Gee, all you're selling is yourself. And AJ, Mark, I'm,
3: just, I'm, I'm just looking up where you contact us actually right now because that's 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 not my gig, mate. That's that's AJ's. My uh, my co-host. He's the IT specialist. I just turn up and look good and you know bring the drinks every every friday night so we usually do our pods around nine o'clock on at pm australian time so for you poor suckers i think most of you are probably still getting your beauty sleep uh memphis definitely needs it um hence why he's never <laughs> got up and joined us at, at that at that time of the morning um so yeah we'll, we'll just um we're looking at uh going forward just to getting um a few guests on um in the coming weeks and just um and rolling over like I said until we speak to you again, Memphis, and go back over all our picks, and then we'll we'll just start putting out our um our five uh, our five guys every week. Uh, we'll start with the wide receivers. Um, I think we're going by the draft network, just using not using uh, just using the uh, stacking system of where they've got guys. We have to use something, so we'll just use hers and just talk about each bloke. And um, eventually, we'll get a few people on. I'm, I'm definitely going to hit up Matt. We'll get Matt on in the next couple of weeks. Get him up; he'll be up at. Don't know what the time difference is, but it'll probably be about four o'clock in the morning, dude. But I know you'll do it for us. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's what we're doing. So we're at Aussie guys on Twitter, and we're available and all that. So uh, just just keep an eye out for us. I have absolutely no idea what any of our uh, URLs
1: or Twitter numbers are. Or- Gee, what I will do for you is I will, I will I will make sure to tag AJ in this appearance for you. <laughs> To, to make sure that he gets all of the uh, the people going, it's it's amazing. He he really is. Mate, we're Australians,
3: man, we we just we just roll just, with it, mate. We just
1: we're, lay we're back so and easy, whatever. it's so easy going. There's a reason why I tell you guys that you're just British Texans, but uh, you, got, you got you guys you guys just roll with it. And uh, but they really are, guys. This is the number one dynasty and fantasy podcast in right. Australia for American football. So. Great to have you back on, buddy. Thank you. For, and by the way, thank oh, you for being a better guest than I was. I did my appearance <laughs> on your guys' show from the uh, the cab of my pickup truck. I took the um, day uh, off for this. I, I, I didn't get paid today. Uh, I'll uh, send you the bill. Bill. <laughs> bill me, yeah. <laughs> Matt, speaking of bill man, uh, hit, hit us up with what's going on at the Draft Bible SI and uh, everything you've got going on.
4: Yeah, man, the big thing right now for me is uh, the Rookie Big Board uh, like I said, building that out, uh, access to that Patreon.com backslash BFF Educator. And what I'm doing is uh, going through, I have 170 guys right now on the big board, ranking every offensive skill position uh, player coming out in the 2021 class. And we're going to be building this big board, not just through the draft season, uh, but this is this is really going to be what I'm honing in on moving forward, as well as Debbie and Dynasty tracking the rookie value throughout the year, 365 days a year, Not giving up on them over the summer. Uh, So I'm really excited about this project and extending it throughout the year. Uh, Just launched a new podcast to go along with it, Rookie Big Board Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, uh, which so we're really pushing the YouTube. So make sure you check that out over there as well. But, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to the Patreon and you get access to our Slack channel, uh, patron only leagues, uh, as well as the Rookie Big Board itself. And that comes along not only with uh, rookie rankings, but I also just finished up updating my Devy board, flipping it over for the new guys, the incoming high school kids coming in as freshmen, and uh, the Dynasty big boards next. And uh, on, the, on the slate this week is to add in those cornerstone rankings as well, which is exactly what we were talking about today. So I feel like this was a perfect uh, uh, you know, warm-up exercise for me to get ready for those cornerstone rankings uh, as well. So, yeah, that's the big stuff right now. And, of course, on Twitter, at the FF underscore Educator. Uh, and uh, si dot backslash nfl backslash draft. We're uh we're trying to bring Devi to the mainstream, so I- I'm excited to to be a part of that as well. And I'm uh I'm glad you had me on here, Memphis, as well as uh hearing from our other awesome guests. I feel like I'm just taking notes here. So uh, always good to be in the war zone.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming back, especially so soon. I appreciate all of you guys jumping on with me because. You know, people are always like, how are you always so ready for rookie season? It's because I hang out with dudes like this. You know, I hang out with people who are educated. I'm a big believer in collective IQ. I believe that none of us know as much as all of us. And I never, and this is a good lesson for anybody listening. Don't get butthurt when someone says something anti your favorite player. Instead of being upset, ask yourself, why is Jordan saying that? Or why is Matt saying that? What are they seeing that I don't? You know, do I do I take that down? The the power of collective IQ and working together to to nail this, because the quarterback position, especially as Superflex gains more and more and more popularity. First of all, it's never cheaper to get your quarterbacks than it is at draft time. That's no that's number one, because once you have to trade for one in season, you're going to get your feet held to the fire. That's number one. Number two, by listening to pods like this, by reading books like The Analytics of Dynasty, by going and listening to me and, and G and AJ on the Aussie Guys, and by going to SI and the Draft Bible, you're just preparing yourself in every possible way. And you know what? Build a spreadsheet. Do, do stuff. Hey, you know what? Memphis likes him, and Memphis has him third, and and and, and, and you know, you have him third, and I have him second. And, and and do some aggregate rankings. It's not that hard, guys. Just, just you can create your own, and then at the end of the day, you, you'll feel more prepared because then when you're on the clock in that rookie draft, you won't have to sweat it. You know, you'll have your own big board built. But listen, we are right at that time. We are going to jump off here. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere: YouTube, Dynasty Warzone podcast, Instagram, you name it, we got it. And uh, on behalf of Jordan, Matt, and G, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just making the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here tomorrow night with uh, some guy named Jerry. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, Matt. Yes. Hey,
5: guys. Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on – why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team, downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to Joined the Patreon, reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was gonna be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, Just uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, Whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family